Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Stephen Brannan. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You will see me again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. These are the last words from our gospel reading. It's the bright, hopeful capstone on what was otherwise a passage full of ambiguity, confusion, talk of sorrow and travail. It's a passage that mirrors our own earthly life, which itself is full of ambiguity, confusion, talk of sorrow and travail. But all of that, we as Christians, place beneath our life capstone of hope, in the resurrection, the belief in Christ's resurrection, and our bright faith in God's goodness, authority, and power. The context of this gospel reading was Jesus' long conversation with his disciples in the night in which he was betrayed, as we say in our service. He was describing to them how they were about to not see him in a little while, as he would be taken away, crucified, and put in the tomb, and how the world around them would actually rejoice But then a little while after that, they would see him again, and their joy would never be taken from them. But for us, as we learned from the lesson given to St. Thomas two Sundays ago, we are blessed because we have not seen and yet believed. We've never had the benefit of, after a little while, seeing Christ, of touching his wounds and verifying with sight that which we proclaim through our faith. So how does this passage, this saying of the Lord, apply to us. We here today are not in the not, are now in the not seeing him phase, the birth giving time when we have travail and sorrow, but also the phase when just after a little while we shall see him finally. And make no mistake, from the perspective of eternity, this life is just a little while. And following that comes forever when we will rejoice and that joy can never be taken away. And when, like the woman giving birth, we no longer even consider the pain that led up to it because of the measure of the blessing now before us. As St. Paul says, we, uh, the present sufferings of this life aren't even comparable to the joy that will be revealed in us. It's not that we will compare our sufferings with that joy and find that the joy outweighs it. It's that our present sufferings aren't even considered They're not even comparable to what we will have then. So that's how this gospel passage applies to us and why the church during Eastertide reminds us of these words that Jesus spoke right as he was about to embark on his most intense suffering and also that of the disciples. So we're on this side of his Easter now, and his words proved true. What a blessing and a reminder for us, like the blessing of knowing of St. Thomas's eventual reward in seeing Jesus, to know what's in store for us. He made this promise to the disciples, and the promise came true. We apply that promise to us, and we have faith that it will also come true for us, that these current trials won't even register as a blip on the radar when we finally see Jesus as he is. But while we're in the midst of these trials, we also have direction in a Christ-like way to navigate them. In our epistle reading, St. Peter reminds us of our temporary status here 
uh, that we're merely strangers and pilgrims in this life, so that as such, to not get tangled in the fleshly lusts and passions and worries and preoccupations that we might be tempted to indulge in. He reminds us that we should be honest with those around us, the world around us, and that even if they want to make us their enemies to say nasty things against us, to answer them only with our good deeds, with love and charity, with humility, that's a big one, and with joy, something that we also lack a lot of the times, Uh, which when they see these things from us may convert them. And that's the only thing that will convert them. We can uh, talk to them about our, our, the rationality of our belief and faith. We can use logic. We can be uh, wise in our words, but really it's going to be our actions of love, our charity, our humility, and our joy that will convince the world. And he reminds us also, and this is important for us now, to submit ourselves to the ordinances of the rulers and the authorities around us for the sake of good order, and for the sake of Christ, in order to honor him. He says that as you know, Christians, we are free already. We don't need permissions from the government or anyone else to love God freely in our hearts and our lives. But we don't use that freedom maliciously. We don't hold that freedom up and say, you can't control us. Instead, if there are limitations set on us for gathering together for a time, then we submit to that, rejoicing in, uh, in our unalienable freedom in Christ, a freedom that cannot be taken from us no matter what restrictions are put on us in terms of our movements and our gathering. He says to honor all people, St. Peter does. Love the brotherhood of Christians especially. Maintain a holy fear and respect of God. And he concludes this passage by saying, Honor the king, that is for us. Honor the governing civil authorities who are over us. All these things Christ did. That's why St. Peter is telling us to do them. These aren't rules given to us that didn't apply to Christ. Remember, everything asked of us, Christ has gone through. But even in his passion, passion, he honored all people. He displayed love and humility and good works. He submitted to the ruling authorities over him. That's our path to take toward our eventual birth giving of our true selves. When we shall be like Christ, for we shall see him as he is. To be like Christ is to finally be ourselves. And that birth giving process is what we're going through right now. That's our path to take. And he will be revealed when all of these travails won't compare to that glory, when we will have the joy in God that Jesus says no man can take away from you, that our very first uh, introit reminds us, oh, be joyful in God, all ye lands. This is what we are en route to. This is what we should already be um, living out and we should show ourselves to be at least partially born in this. So this is our future glory that we will have in God through our participation in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's in that Trinitarian doxology and hope 
that we conclude uh, our service today after we commune with Christ and we go out into the world sent on mission to do exactly as St. Peter tells us to do today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.